0: scuba diving emergencies according to the sports and fitness industry association's 2015 report there are approximately 3 million people who engage in scuba diving related activities in the united states every year and more than 9 million people identify themselves as recreational divers the incidence of diving related accidents has increased steadily with the increase in divers despite many improvements in technology and safe diving techniques The rate of recreational scuba diving facilities remains steady at about two fatalities per 100,000 dives. The Divers Alert Network identifies more than 1,000 diving-related injuries annually, with over 10% of these being fatal. Divers Alert Network groups these incidents into four major categories, under which most diving-related casualties can be grouped. These include pre-existing medical conditions of divers, procedural errors, changes in the environment, and problems with equipment. Issues of Concern. According to the most recent report issued by the Divers Alert Network, there were approximately 146 identified recreational scuba-related fatalities worldwide in 2014. Of these 146 deaths, 68 cases occurred in the United States and Canada. It is essential to understand the different types of dives, the risks associated with each, the most cited problems leading to fatalities during diving, and safety techniques that can substantially decrease the risk of accidents while diving. Examples of medical conditions leading to decreased diver safety include obesity, cardiovascular disease, hypertension, pulmonary disease, and lack of physical fitness. Medical information available on the de- decreased decrease reveals that 51% were obese and further than twenty nine and more than twenty nine percent were overweight. Age is strongly correlated with the risk of fatality, whether over half the cases identified involving divers over the age of fifty. Over 15% of the cases were known to involve individuals with cardiovascular disease or hypertension. Even seemingly minor conditions such as allergies can lead to significant problems such as middle ear and sinus barotrauma. Furthermore, diving soon after a respiratory illness can lead to inadequate ventilation and cause panic, leading to depletion of the diver's oxygen at a more rapid rate. Procedural errors listed in the the Drivers Alert Network report include problems with air supply management, rapid ascents with missed decompression stops, improper breathing techniques, and problems with buoyancy. Running out of gas was listed as the precipitating factor leading to death in over 10% of the cases, and many other cases describe risks taken to maximize gas and dive time, such as inexperienced divers using rebreathers and other complicated diving equipment. The leading modifiable causes of death identified were cardiovascular events, insufficient gas in the rebreathing chambers, and arterial gas embolism. Many cases describe situations in which divers engage in dives above their skill level or with the equipment with which they are not familiar, leading to panic and decision that making that would not be typically expected. Decompression illness is often the result of procedural errors leading to rapid ascent, breathing errors, or problems in time spent at certain depths. Decompression illness is usually divided into arterial gas embolism and decompression sickness. Arterial gas embolism develops when divers hold their breath during ascent, leading to expansion and rupture of the alveoli. This leads to bubbles being introduced to the left side of the circulation and traveling to the brain and the heart. Arterial gas embolism can occur in as little as six feet of water and does not depend on the nitrogen load of the diver. Physiologically, these bubbles can denature proteins and stimulate leukocytes to activate and damage the endothelium, leading to edema, hemorrhage, infarcts, and eventually cell deaths. Decompression sickness is caused by dissolved inert gas coming out of solution and leading to the formation of bubbles. The amount of dissolved gas depends on the depth and the time of the dive and can be determined using dive charts or dive computers. Within, when these limits are exceeded, the bubbles begin to form most commonly in the blood and tissues of the spine, nerves, joints, and skin. Environmental uh, issues identified by Divers Alert Network involve problems such as changes in weather, currents, tide, water temperature, and visibility. Some cases involve rapid changes in visibility while divers were exploring caves and shipwrecks, which led to divers being trapped and run out of gas. There were also cases described increasing currents in ways making it impossible for divers who are not physically fit to handle the changing conditions. The Divers Alert Network reported cited visibility in 31% of the cases changing sea conditions and 37% of cases changing currents and 34% of cases as a factor in da- diver fatality. Problems with equipment also play a role in diver fatality, with the most common issues related to improper use or malfunction of buoyancy control, regulator issues, problems with rebreather devices, and failure of dive computers. Multiple cases describe divers using new buoyancy control devices that they are unfamiliar with and failing to establish neutral buoyancy. These involve both uncontrolled ascents and descents leading to drowning and death. Malfunctions with dive computers have also led divers to spending too much time at certain depths or ascending too quickly resulting in decompression sickness. Although equipment has played a role in a number of diving related accidents, the prevalence is much less than other common factors cited in diver fatalities. It is also important to consider the type of dive in relation to the potential fatality. Of the cases described in the Divers Alert Network report, 66% involved recreational divers, 21% involved commercial diving activities, and 12% were involved in training exercises. Including, included in the recreational category, of fatale, fatalities related to lobster hunting, which account for 15% of the overall fatalities. Lobster diving fatalities are very dangerous due to the increased equipment requirements, focus on the hunt as opposed to gas levels, and the frequency of which the lobster divers are active. As lobster divers only dive seasonally, they're often out of practice when lobster diving season begins. Tens of thousands of Americans participate in lobster hunting every year, and improvements in safe practices related to this sport can result in a large decrease in yearly diving related casualties. Diving accidents are common occurrence and account for more than 1,000 emergency department visits per year in the United States. While this rate has remained steady for many years, the hope is that its increasing awareness as well as technological improvements will lead to a decrease in future casualties. All divers should be aware of the annual Divers Alert Network report that provides case studies of recent accidents and steps that could be taken to prevent them. Treatment The treatment for decompression illness is recompression. Early management of arterial gas embolism and decompression sickness is the same. It is essential that a diver with arterial gas embolism or severe decompression sickness be stabilized at the nearest medical facility before being transported to a hyperbaric chamber. Early oxygen first aid is essential and may reduce symptoms, but this should not change the treatment plan. Symptoms of arterial gas embolism and severe decompression sickness often resolve after breathing oxygen from a cylinder, but they may appear later. Delays in seeking treatment elevate the risk of residual symptoms. Over time, the initially reversible damage may become permanent. After a delay of 24 hours or more, treatment may be less effective and symptoms may not respond. Even if there has been a delay, consult a diving medical specialist before making any conclusions about possible treatment effectiveness.